You're listening to the Swole Samaritans Podcast. What was that? Oh, hey, Chris. I'm just waking up from a little cat nap. But since we're here, we might as well get started. Welcome back to the non-denominational Den of Athletes. Welcome back to yet another edition of the Swole Samaritans podcast. Get out your courage and your catnip. It's time to get barbell bumping and Bible thumping. Chris, why don't you warm us up with a Swole Samaritans prayer? Absolutely. We're also going to have to talk about that uh, lion roar that you did at the beginning. It was interesting. Yeah, it was, All right. More of a growl. Let me lead us into prayer here. Uh, Lord, we give you this time today as we dig into your word. Thank you for the opportunity and resources we both have so that we can be a part of this podcast. We pray a blessing on our conversation that will be honoring to you and people feel uplifted by its message. Lord, you have given us more than we deserve, and we strive to live a life that draws us closer to you and a life characterized by the love we give to others. Help us to stay resolved in our convictions, disciplined in our lives, and focused on making the most of our time here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now it's time for some news, updates, and praise reports. Well, like I said before, I'm Chris Leach. And I am J.R. Adams. And this is the Swole Samaritans Podcast. Where we have lively conversations on Bible stories and fitness. And uh, attempt to blend them together seamlessly. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. (laughs) Uh, We have fun doing it. That's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. So today, what are we doing today? We are going over Daniel and the Lion's Den story and mental fortitude. Very nice. Very nice. Mental fortitude and our walk in faith and our walk in fitness. So yeah, cool. cool. And the title episode is Character in action i did oh. not come up with that that was actually taken from a quote by vince lombardi but i just really liked it and threw it in there hey he's a, he's he's one reputable source to uh to you know st- uh take from so hey i'm all for it all for it yeah absolutely he's got some uh he's got some good stuff all right anyways let's talk before we get into strength through scripture let's strength through scripture talk about the um, story that we're talking about today. So we are going to be talking about Daniel and Lion's Den. I am going to give you a brief history before me and JR read Daniel 6, 1 through 28. Hopefully I can do this well, if I can remember it. Um, You got this. You got this. So the book of Daniel uh, is where we're at today. And essentially it's broken up into two parts. Chapter one through six is all of stories about Daniel and his friends. Chapter seven through 12 is essentially Daniel's visions. And at some point we'll get to that in future podcasts. Cause that's actually a really, really cool section of this chapter. And that has to do a lot with end times, but the beginning of Daniel um, talks about uh, the Babylonians attack on Jerusalem and it was one of three attacks, I believe. And they basically took a bunch of the Israelites into exile. And some of those people that were in there were of the royal family of David. And I believe there's four guys. So you know three of the names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yep. um, and Daniel. And those guys were all of the royal family of David. 
So when they took him to Babylon, um, they basically went through like a, we'll just call it like a curriculum or classes to see if they were good enough to serve in the royal palace in Babylon. And uh-huh. Daniel and his buddies were able to make it in. And for the first chapters, we're, we're, there's some stories before this particular um, section, but Daniel's been moving up the ranks. He's He can interpret dreams. Um, he's been, like, perfect in his stature and character and, and how he leads and everything that is given to him. He does super well. He's just an exceptionally skilled person, and he just continues to move his way up the ranks and that what, takes what ladies in. tend to say about me a lot of times you know i can really oh, well, absolutely yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah. exceptional character no flaws whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> uh, but um yeah so that is the brief history and now i'm gonna let i'm gonna get right into here so i'm reading out of the message and uh starting in chapter six here we go verse verse one Darius reorganized his kingdom. He appointed 120 governors to administer all the parts of his realm. Over them were three vice regents, one of whom was Daniel. The governor reported to the vice regents, who made sure that everything was in order for the king. But Daniel, brimming with spirit and intelligence, so completely outclassed the other vice regents and governors that the king decided to put him in charge of the whole kingdom. The That's vice regents. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a uh, it is cool how they like they just how they talk about him and yeah. how he's I like how they put it outclassed. I just think that's kind of cool. That's great. Yeah, it's great. So essentially, he is like right behind the king, and so everybody cool. else, like all the other vice regents, they have to report to him. So gotcha. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to go here. The vice regents and governors got together to find some old scandal or skeleton in daniel's life that they could use against him but they couldn't dig up anything he was totally exemplary and trustworthy they could find no evidence of negligence or misconduct so they finally gave up and said we're never going to find anything against this daniel unless we can scheme up something religious the vice regents and governors conspired together and then went to the king and said king darius live forever we've convened your vice regents, governors, and all your leading officials and have agreed that the king should issue the following decree. For the next 30 days, no one is to pray to any god or mortal except you, O king. Anyone who disobeys will be thrown into the lion's den. Issue this decree, O king, and make it unconditional, as if written in stone like all the laws of the Medes and the Persians. King Darius signed the decree. No, no, no sign. Oh, man. Now, I'm going to stop there. Yeah, and so recap, obviously they had nothing could find nothing on Daniel. So they essentially went to the king and um really stroked his ego and said, "Oh, king, just make this decree so that yeah. if anybody prays to any other god because they know Daniel is going to pray to some other god because oh, yeah. they know how religious he is." So they sneaky, said, sneaky. So they stroked his ego, stroked his ego and trying to go behind his back and now he made this decree so i just left off on verse nine which king Sirius, king darius signed this decree and uh now daniel's in trouble so oh, i'm gonna leave gosh. it off to you right. my brother here we go all right so 
When Daniel learned that the decree had been signed and posted, he continued to pray just as he had always done. His house had windows in the upstairs that opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he knelt there in prayer, thanking and praising his God. The conspirators came and found him praying, asking God for help. They went straight to the king and reminded him of the royal decree that he had signed. Did you not, they said, sign a decree forbidding anyone to pray to any god or man except you for the next 30 days? And anyone caught doing it would be thrown into the lion's den? Absolutely, said the king, written in stone like all the laws of the Medes and the Persians. Then they said, Daniel, one of the Jewish exiles ignores you, O king, and defies your decree. Three times a day he prays. At this, the king was very upset and tried his best to get Daniel out of the fix he put him in. He worked at it the whole day long, but then the conspirators were back. Remember, O king, it's the law of the Medes and the Persians that the king's degree can never be changed. Wow. So it's good to know, though, that the king was at least on his side trying to you know, get him out of the entanglement that obviously he was put in, rather than being like, What? No, he didn't kiss my sandals. I need only his kisses on my sandals. No oh, yeah, challenge. because... He was like the second in line. I mean, he's right behind the king, and the king knows how well he has served him. So he's like, well, shoot. Yeah. What yeah. did I do? Trying to help him out as much as he can. I know that – does it say that he fasts in here? Because that might have been in the ESV version. But uh, I didn't. I didn't see it. I know that he, like, he really tries to um, do everything he can for a full day. He doesn't eat. Um, and then just tries to figure out any way to get around that. So, yeah, you're right. He's oh, like 100% on Daniel's side. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, so the king caved in and ordered Daniel brought and thrown into the lion's den. But then he said to Daniel, your God, to whom you are so loyal, is going to get you out of this. A stone mm -hmm. slab was placed over the opening of the den. The king sealed the cover with his signet ring and the signet rings of all his nobles, fixing Daniel's fate. The king went back to his palace. He refused supper. He couldn't sleep, and he spent the night fasting. Oh, that's uh, where I, I, I think yeah. that's where I, I was like, wait. You're right. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. So that. <laughs> at daybreak, uh, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. As he approached the den, he called anxiously, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve so loyally, saved you from the lions? You should just be really silent right now. Let people ponder and let the uh, anticipation mount. O king, live forever, said Daniel. So he did survive. My God sent his angel who closed the mouths of the lions so they could not hurt me. I've been I've found been found innocent before God and also before you, O king, and I've done nothing to harm you. When the king heard these words, he was happy. He ordered Daniel taken up out of the den where he was hauled up. There wasn't a scratch on him. He had trusted his God. I'll stop there and let you go on, but we'll recap. So he was thrown in there and... Uh, King was like, no, not my boy, not my boy, Daniel. And uh, <laughs> did a little praying, a little fasting. And Daniel did a little popping out of the den. Yeah, and then he's good to go. Yeah. Uh, so you left up in 24, right? Yeah, I left 24, yep. Then the king commanded that the conspirator, conspirators who had it formed on Daniel be thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. Oh, good lord, I didn't know that oh, part. wow. Before they hit the floor, the lions had them in their jaws, tearing them to pieces. King Darius public, published this proclamation, say that 20 times fast, to every race, color, and creed on earth. Peace to you, abundant peace. I don't know why I started talking like that. I just think that that's how <laughs> King Darius talks. <laughs> it sounds like a good Darius, uh, Darius sound. All right, I'm going to do that. a Darius impression here. There peace you to you, abundant peace. I decree that Daniel's God shall be worshipped and feared in all parts of my kingdom. He is the living God, world without end. His kingdom never falls. 
His rule continues eternally. He is a savior and rescuer. He performs astonishing miracles in heaven and on earth. He saved Daniel from the power of a lion. Also, I want to say right now that I am not making fun of the Bible. I'm just trying to, uh, trying to uh, center my inner Darius if I can. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Darius was also related to you know <laughs> the guy who played Everyone Loves Raymond. So I mean, it makes sense. Oh gosh, <laughs> you're random. Everyone you're loves. Okay, Darius. let's get. We, we gotta get back. We gotta get back to the Bible here. Okay. Bible. Okay. 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 All right. So, so yeah, uh, the king literally threw. Everybody that had conspired against Daniel and their wives and children into yeah, the line. That's crazy. So look, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. But hey, you know, they did things different going. back then. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. My God. Oh, I got. I got to read uh, verse twenty-eight. From then yeah. on, Daniel was treated well during the reign of Darius, and also in the following reign of Cyrus the Persian. Fantastic. Done. Man, but can you imagine? What it must have been like, I know it kind of goes from the king, like, you know, sweating and, and, you know, freaking out while he's trying to sleep, wondering if Daniel's still alive to all of a sudden Daniel going, hey, I made it. But can you imagine the time in between what Daniel is having to face with his, the amount of mental fortitude it would take to be down there to have enough faith to persevere and trust that. You know, because there's a lot, a lot of a lot of Christians and, you know, the Old Testament and New Testament who had faith were sometimes martyred for whatever reason. And, you know, God, oh, yeah, there's a ton, here. yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a there's a ton of times where best outcome doesn't happen. I yeah, guess you could say. Yeah. So what do you what do you what do you think about uh, about Daniel? What's uh, some things that that you like, some things you didn't like? Something like uh, that kind of spoke to you. I think uh, it was really cool to see that he was kind of like uh, blameless in the eyes of every, of uh, everyone that tried to find the skeletons and everything like that. And it took them having to basically set a snare for them to, you yeah. know, find finally throw him down. It it's kind of shows the character, all the character of the people who, you know, show God's favor in the Bible, like, you know, Elijah and Noah and Daniel and all the Old Testament, you know, People had such good, such strong faith and strong uh, humility towards God. It's a really cool thing. And it's really hard. I feel like our generation is so prideful that it's really hard to Mm. reach that level of humility and that level of faith because we Mm -hmm. think we're in control of our own lives. And, you know, it's not until we forfeit that control that we can have character like Daniel. Does that make sense? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean... That's what I took away a little bit in terms of. I like I like that. I, I had that I had that written down too. I love that they talked about his exceptional character. And I, in my life, I really try to love well. And I want people when people look at me, I want them to look at Jesus. I don't want them, you know. I and I, I you look at this in this story. He just he lives such an exceptional life, but he's so disciplined in his actions that they couldn't find a single thing wrong with him. Yeah. You can find a lot of dirt on a lot of people that are Christians, oh, <laughs> including yeah, myself. Oh, including man. Are you kidding me? Self. So yeah. I I love that because it's just, you know, he's he's working like he's working for the Lord. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had that written down, too, as well. I also I also had open windows written down. I'm like, why would you? 
why would you keep your windows open? I know he's looking toward Jerusalem, <laughs> but I was. I thinking, think like, he did it out of spite because he wanted to show that he's not ashamed to pray to God, and he wanted to show everyone else. That's what I think. But it I is also I true. thought it was a test of faith. I thought it was a test of faith coming from God, saying, "Hey, you're going to still worship me when oh. all the cards are stacked against you." Like that's a good take. And, and and I don't know if that is. I don't know what Daniel's mindset was behind it. I lo- I love that though that his windows were open. I also in my own head I would have shut my windows. Well, we do a uh, – I, I did a Bible study actually in one of my small groups a while back. Apparently, everyone who does – who prays back in the Old Testament prays north towards the temple, and apparently they open their – they, they open whatever window, whatever – well, actually, you know what? Oh. I have no idea about the windows. But the reason he was facing that direction was because it was towards the temple. Oh, that's Some, cool. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I know they said they faced Jerusalem. I mean – yeah, phrase for reason, yeah. But I guess that makes a lot more sense. But I have no idea. Pieces together. I love that, not, though. Yeah, whether or not the window would be open, I don't know if that would. Uh, if that's part of that whole thing. No idea, but... Yeah. No. I well, also he's, not think, he's not ashamed to pray and let people see, which I love. Yeah. I yeah that no. it just, just goes to show for just who he is and his character. My last takeaway, though, is I think... Uh, I think uh, he was probably a closet cat person. I think he uh, he probably had a few cats, and and he was Ooh. able, to, you know, go down into into the den and and use his his cat charming skills as well. And I think you know, I think the Holy Spirit pumped a lot of power into his cat charm. And allowed, <laughs> That's good. So since he's a since he's really good with cats and the Persians, yeah, right? Exactly. And uh, was able to to subdue the lions that were have been literally starved so that when people were thrown in there they would exactly. get murdered could you imagine apart. could you imagine uh, a lion making porridge on your back you ever heard of that term making porridge it's what no. cats cats do when they need and they they like they like take their paws and they do that like you know and they like feel like no, no no not making porridge making making biscuits good lord making porridge I was about to one, say, I was like, they're reading one too dark. many children's books. This reading, is getting really dark. This, this I was thinking, like, George is just right. Uh, yeah. I, was, I was mixing up my. Uh, I was completely not thinking that. I was no. thinking some other dark stuff. But Oh, no. <laughs> no, I meant to say making biscuits is what they call it when cats oh. take their paws and do that on your back. Can you imagine uh, the feeling of a, <laughs> of a lion doing that on your back? No, Woo. you did. His fingernails, I mean, just like his claws, dude, would just straight up murder you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it, I, I, yeah. I mean, this whole story is awesome. On the surface level, it's obviously just a show of God's faithfulness and deliverance. There's so many things to it. Um, and, I mean, just Daniel's character, his exceptional quality of character and how yeah. he uh, walks through his life and how he's like, hey, yeah, you made a decree to pray to you, but I ain't doing that, right? Like, how many times have we hit our faith? Oh, yeah, I have. Man. In the last week? Yep, I have. You know, oh, like, absolutely. Or haven't, and not necessarily hit it, but like haven't said something that I know I should say. Boldness. Because right? I'm worried Boldness. about something small. He's worried about freaking dying, right? I like know. dying, being yeah. thrown in a den of lions and lionesses. Yeah. I'd assume there's some lionesses in there too as well. I mean, as you know, and we've said several times, you're lucky you live in somewhat of a more conservative area. I'm surrounded by you know, adversity, you know, in a, in a very liberal place, which is, you know, I'm not pulling politics into it, but it's, 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 I'm very much in the minority in my, mm-hmm. you know, my Christian beliefs out here. And so it's very hard, especially when I'm surrounded by, you know, worldly people to mm-hmm. one, not join in, in the worldliness and, and two, mm-hmm. try to be a shining beacon and have that mental fortitude 
to continue to try and bring people into the kingdom of God when I have that over me. Because you know what I mean? It's it's so much easier to, you know, shy away and, you know, pull a Peter and say, I no, I do not know this man kind of thing. I love that. Yeah. No, I think that's great. That really pulls all those points together. There's no doubt it's it is I, I would love to like center my inner Daniel, just like I did my inner Darius earlier, which was terrible. I apologize for that. But uh, center my inner Daniel, because there is just so many times where you want to step out and, um, you know, let people know what you believe. And sometimes people aren't going to be okay with that. But man, like this guy's literally was like, well, I might die tomorrow if I do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like that's exactly, that's the level of determination he has and the knowingness of how much he loves the Lord and knowingness of how much he can get delivered from that situation. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, yeah, I definitely I, like I agree. I agree. And that's exactly the kind of, uh, the kind of character God wants us all to have, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's yeah. that, it's like, like, it's just like, you know, that no matter what God's got your back and you look at the situation, like, even if he doesn't, I'm okay with it. Which is hard exactly. to get to that point, you it know, is. like even if God doesn't, you know, deliver me from this issue, this trial, this persecution, um, like I'm still OK. Like I'm still going to be yeah. OK. It's like exactly. Been, it's exactly you know? what our service was on today <laughs> at my at my church. Sometimes you don't get delivered from things. You get delivered through things. Exactly. Yeah. And through those things that you get delivered as you move through them, there's so much stuff that you can learn. You can meet new friends. You can um, learn something new. I mean, there's just so many things that can come out of that. That might not be a great situation, but that might be something that the Lord's trying to move you towards. So exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think that really does pull it all together. I do have one last thing that I wrote down here and we kind of both balked at this just a little bit when we read it, but it's yeah. it's how they all have his his accusers die in the end. <laughs> like yeah. talk about revenge. Ooh. I mean great, great. Like, you know, you know, God got uh God got his revenge there. Daniel got his revenge there. But wow. Like before women like children. his children and women and they just all thrown in there. Yeah. But, that's uh Ooh, dang. Well oh man. Anyways, uh, yeah, now we got that depressing thought out of our heads. Yeah, wait, wait, we're gonna we're gonna to end on a happy note. <laughs> yeah, let's let's let's, uh, let's pick this back up here, so it's not so depressing. The best way we can pick it back up is just jumping right into our life con of the week, and uh, today we're gonna be talking about mental fortitude and fitness. Mm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, how much mental toughness it takes to push through some of those really long chipper style workouts and hitting high intensity interval training circuits and also pushing through those tiny little, you know, benchmark workouts that are like supposed to be only a minute, two minutes, three minutes and, uh, you know, kind of different trademarks and things that we do specifically tips, tricks, strategies, all those things. Yeah. And before we start, I actually want to read you the quote from Vince Lombardi, where I took that character in action. I just really liked it. I think it really helps define mental toughness. I'll try to help define it the best I can. I'm, I'm no scholar, but I can definitely see what uh-huh. we can do here. So I'm going to start off. Mental toughness is many things and rather difficult to explain. Its qualities are sacrifice and self-denial. Also, most importantly, it is combined with a perfectly disciplined will that refuses to give in. It's a state of mind. You could call it character in action. Ooh. Vince Lombardi. Yeah, 
I just like that. I I read that. I was like, oh, that's that that is what our title needs to be. And I also thought of Daniel immediately because it's character in action. How he acts is essentially your thoughts and your will and your discipline and your training. And man, yeah. these people can find anything wrong with them, right? So. Uh, that's why I wanted to talk about some mental fortitude today, because you need a lot of mental fortitude to hang out in the Den Alliance. You really do. About, we're going to talk about hanging out in the Den Alliance in the CrossFit yeah. Fitness F45 sets. Also in F45. That's right. What about <laughs> them Lawrence? Golly. All right. All right. All right. So you're not going to roar on us, are you again? I mean, I think no, that not that again. I'm saying that at the beginning. I'm still. I'm still milking my throat. It's still a little bit, uh, a little sore from that. So you for know. all you listening, you only got to hear one, but I actually got to hear two. That's right. That's what happens cut. when you have to blather, <laughs> rinse, and repeat. <laughs> oh. Oh. Do you want to go first on this one? Do you want to do, or do you want me to start off with the uh, the short? Workouts? Why don't you start off with the short ones? Because I feel like we'll, we'll both have a little bit of input for probably both of these. Okay. So I let's. Let's use a workout, for instance, let's say Fran, because okay. that's like everybody knows that workout. It's a short workout. What oh, I'm yeah. doing to help focus what I'm doing to set my mind right. And in mental fortitude, mental fortitude is, you know, it's it's toughness of the mind. It's it's the ability to continue um, when something doesn't go to plan or negative thoughts uh like seep in um it's it's walking up to the bar and knowing i'm going to hit this right now yep. and because I, I can't tell you how many times people have walked up into a workout and they're complaining and they're worried yeah. and they're i can't tell you how many times i've seen someone go up to something and they're just like i don't want to do this or i'm not going to be able to make this you already lost the yeah, battle, right? There. You did. That's it's my already, that's my yeah. point. That's my point one. Is number yeah. one, like to to really help you have a better mental fortitude. And I'm not saying I have a perfect mental fortitude, but I definitely have a good mindset towards CrossFit. I love the grind. Like yeah. I know my why. And the reason I say I know my why is like I want to be a healthy fit well into my nineties. And I want oh, yeah. to, you know, and like I want to look good, right? Too. That's that's also my why. But I I also love what it is. I love what it does to my mind. So I know when I'm going to this workout, like I am just becoming a better version of myself. That's why I'm doing this workout. And that's number one. Visualize positive self-talk. Before you even start this workout, Fran is something you know is going to hurt. But if you can change that and say, yeah, I know this is going to hurt, but it's not going to hurt for that long. It's going to hurt for three to five minutes. And... And then I'm going to be better than I was five minutes ago. Exactly. My body's going to start recovering. I'm going to be better than it was five minutes ago. Yeah, you know, this is a tough – thrusters are tough. But you know what? I'm going to crush these thrusters. I'm going to do a great job. I'm, I know when to pause. I know when to take my breaks. I know when to take my breaths. Like I am really going to get after this. Right. Just start off, number one, positive self-talk and visualize. And just know that you're walking into this and that you're going to take care of it. Visualize yeah. doing the movements, how you're doing them properly, um, how you're going to transition, like all those little tiny things. We're obviously hitting this at like a very high view, but I would yeah. definitely start off like number one is just a visualized self-talk, positive self-talk. Oh, yeah. Number two, I plan. Agree. 
number two plan for this. Like <clears throat> in a Fran type workout, I'd recommend thinking through how you're going to do the rep schemes. Are you like a crazy elite athlete doing everything unbroken? Good for you. Yes. I hate yeah. you. But if you're like me, little popper, you know, um, I would probably do like a set of 11 and then 10, a set of 11 yeah, and yep. 10. Eight, seven, eight, seven, and then nine would be unbroken at the end. That's a, that's the best way to do it, man. That is the best way to do it. I tried to push through the fifteens, and honestly, if you can do that and hang and still push through all the nines, that's fantastic. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm with you, man. It's exactly the same way. Eleven, ten, eight, seven, all the way through the nines. Exactly. Yeah, because like once you get to that nines, that's where the grind is. Like that's where that's where you know the mental toughness kicks in. That iron will yep. saying, "I am going. I am not going to drop this bar." I am not going to drop off this bar. Yep. Right? I am going to finish this set. I'm going to get on the ground and I'm going to deal with the pain. And I'm going oh, to yeah. it. The moment <laughs> it feels like your lungs are filling with blood, you know, you just got to keep on going and you got to really, my <laughs> takeaway for these small little uh, high intensity energy burst workouts like this is you, they, they say it all the time and it's true and it sounds so cliche, but you literally have to go there. And by go there, I mean to that dark, dark, dark spot in your mind. And you just got to sit there. You got to get in the fetal position and just hang on for like called, however long you need to turn your mind off. That's how I do the it. Pain cave. It's called the, the pain, pain cave, cave, man. Yeah. I tell absolutely. people in my class when they're getting there, I'm like, enter into the pain cave, stay there, sit there, build a fire because. Yep. It's it is what it is, and it's a hard part of the workout, and you have to understand that you just got to push through it. Um, yep. I also also will say, as a number three, is breathe, breathe and adjust. Yeah, make sure that you're breathing through your workouts. Make sure that you're breathing at the right points of a thruster. Make sure you're breathing at the right points of burpees of everything, because if you are not breathing, first of all. You should go seek uh, a medical. Yeah, you know, I need, a, go I talk need to an ambulance. So, someone for that one. Okay. Well, but anyways, like making sure that you master your breathing during this. Yeah. And on my point three was I basically said breathe and adjust because sometimes you do have to adjust slightly if if you know you can't get on the bar or you know that you can't get that set of nine. Maybe you can get as many as you can, and then you can instead of doing you know nine butterfly pull-ups maybe doing seven butterflies and then two kipping pull-ups just to get you that last little yeah. bit just helping yourself adjust but also breathing throughout this whole time just to make sure that because your breath work can really help you through a lot of different things and i know some people have like more intense breath work with like diaphragm breathing but yeah i'm not into that so i can't really speak to it too much it but should definitely also- finding finding places to breathe and breathe well it should be said also that we're using Fran as an example. I know we've covered this several times on our podcast, but with these tips that we're giving and like talking about and going over are things that you can use in any small related workout that's going to require yeah. microbursts of energy. So, you know, don't think this is specific to just solely Fran. This can be done under any circumstance where, you know, there's going to be a lot of load and a little amount of time. So. Yeah, and I would say this also goes for almost anything. I mean, a lot a lot of this stuff I actually took from like a Navy SEALs mental fortitude type thing. And um, just yeah. going through the research I did for this and finding all the different things that they do. And a lot are of this stuff blue, is very are blue similar. Seals, are blue SEALs tougher than like gray ones? 
And oh, the military. The black seals, or maybe oh. the green seals are the best. <laughs> you knew where my <laughs> mind was going. Oh, your, your puns are so bad. You're so You're bad. So bad. Okay, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even muster a laugh on that I, one. I know. You just went on like it was no big deal. I was like, wow, impressive, man. It's okay. I know. I just rolled with it. My, inner, right. spirit, my inner spirit man's laughing hysterically, so it's fine. So it, it like this stuff is, is more to help um, help with mental fortitude. If you feel like someone who um, maybe has a more victim-oriented mindset, I think that everybody can – um, have more of a uh, mental fortitude when it comes to um, like a workout. And the, re- the reason I say victim mindset is, is like if someone walks up to the bar and says, oh, I can't do this. This is oh, poor me, poor me. That's a victim mindset. I'm not really yeah, trying to back on anybody. Really, um, <clears throat> so it, it, this is definitely something that can be for anything. It can be for giving a presentation. It can be for, you know, walking in and quitting. It can be for it looked really anything in life. There's just so many things that mental fortitude can bring to you. And especially like the three things I've already talked about is, is plan. Obviously planning is great. Visualize positive self-talk. That's, that's definitely one of the biggest ones. Breathe and adjust, make sure that you breathe through. And the last one I had was uh, actually micro goals. Again, taken from that little Navy SEALs thing. So, um, which is essentially like, okay, I'm going to get through this round of 11 and 10, 11 and 10. And then, Oh, got the next round. Boom next round third round yeah. right and just yeah. focusing on those little tiny things sometimes i personally focus on what i call day tight compartments um is really yeah. focusing on the day the present time that i'm in and instead of like, like oh here's where i want to be in a year but in this sense obviously we're talking about short workouts mental toughness it can be yeah. for that one round you're like all right i'm focusing on unbroken sets I'm focusing on my plan, unbroken for this first round. Boom, hit it, done. Okay, next one, right? Yeah. And just keep for like going through those little micro goals that you have. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think we've pretty much covered uh, the short workout uh, things. We'll we'll move over to the longer workouts, kind of those chippers and or. Uh, high intensity interval training, circuit style workouts, uh, where it's basically going to be over a longer duration of time that you have to kind of get through things. And you know what's coming back, Chris? Uh, those peas are coming back. I'm gonna present you with some uh, precarious peas uh, presently. Oh, so okay. hope you're right. ready. I'm gonna hit you with it. three. I'm gonna hit you with three. So I'll first like one. First one is pacing. So this was Ooh, my biggest issue when I came into CrossFit, and it presented to still be an issue when I transitioned from CrossFit over to F45. So it's a running joke in our uh, my home gym in, in Kentucky, Cro- uh, CrossFit Dig Deep. <laughs> Whenever we're starting a workout that's really long or like a hero wad or something, they're like, all right, Jay, I remember just, just do all you can in the first three minutes as fast as you can, no matter what. You know what I mean? Even if it's 155 mm-hmm. pounds on the bar and they're hand cleans, it's DT. Just you do all you can in the first in the first uh, three minutes. It's a running joke because I mean, I always came out so hot. You never want to come out blazing hot. You want to set a pace. It's all about finding your pace little by little. So I'm going to use an example here. Uh, though, and again, I guess I am using uh, CrossFit, which I'll get into the F45 stuff too. Um, but say fight gone bad. So we're doing a fight gone bad workout. It's relatively long. It's not the longest workout. There's probably there's much longer ones that we could talk about. But with that one, uh, you're setting you're, you're setting a pace. You've got 
how many rounds it's uh it's, it's push press rowing so it's yeah. it's five it's five rounds of five one, rounds one one minute of rest so how many movements one, or sorry uh, it's three three rounds there's six movements technically six in each movements. round but one of those movements is a rest so it's a minute so rest. for the so first five key, five movements yeah. rest time three so if you're in a workout like that where you have five different movements whether it's a circuit style workout or a workout that's somewhat like fight gone bad and you know you have uh, five different movements that you're going to be rotating through three times each what i do is i use my first set of those movements my first five times through and i always try to find a consistent pace so if that means 15 reps all the way through great but i always make sure i have a little bit left in the tank like 10 seconds before switching to the next movement so i can move to the next one and then I try to hold that for the next run. And if I feel like I have a little bit more left in the tank, I go to my second P, I push, okay? So there's pace, and then you can slightly adjust whenever you're going back through that second round of things. And again, this can work for hit training, this can work for other things, but you set yourself a pace that you can manage first. You don't go hot out of the gate. Yeah. And as you continue through the chipper or whatever workout it is, whether it's like a 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 rep thing, you're just chipping away at it. You set yourself a pace, and then you push once you start getting through that midway point, and you feel like, okay, I can push it up and turn it up a little bit. It's almost like you're, you're treating it like a marathon. You're not treating it like a sprint. So I think, push, I think too, with it pacing – oh, sorry, I had to cut you off there. No, you're good. Uh, I, was saying, I think with pacing, yeah. too, is my number one thing is if you have a workout that is over 15 minutes, pace. Just yeah. remember that because as a young CrossFitter, what do we all want to do? We want to go right oh, off the yeah. bat, hot and heavy – get after it and then we're dogging it for the last 10 minutes we we unlock just that. empty the tanks and you know empty the tank the first five minutes and then the last 10 minutes we're just yeah. what was that you said you want to unlock that fraser froning factor that not everyone has right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah right like no one has that but it really is it's just like it's finding a pace at what i always tell people in a workout mm -hmm. like that is find a pace that is uncomfortable but not overbearing. Correct. So you 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 don't want it to be easy. Exactly. You definitely want it to be in that little uncomfortable range, but knowing that you're not emptying the tank until we get to the last. Exactly. And I don't know where the best spot to start. Well, it's different for everybody. Back up is to just completely empty the tank. But yeah, it's it's different for everybody. But yeah. man, you just you also make the workout so much more enjoyable because if you just empty the tank, you got nothing left, and you're just dogging it for the last ten minutes. You're just miserable, yeah. right? Just yeah, trying no, to get absolutely. through it and get as much reps as you can in. So, yeah, yeah. I like pacing. That's a good so one. so the way F45 kind of comes into play here. You know, even though everything we were saying can be you know used for circuit style, but how how it specifically came into uh, my, you know, how I sort of, uh, found, found my, myself, you know, needing to use some of these tips. I went from, you know, doing CrossFit for six years, jumping into this F45, uh, you know, active lifestyle. And I'm trying to do F45 style workouts and workouts that are literally designed to be 45 minutes long every day. And so of course, you know, you're doing like 45 seconds on or 30, 30 seconds on, 15 seconds off, 45 seconds on, 20 seconds off, whatever, whatever the, the, you know, the timing structure is for that particular day. And I'm like, oh yeah, 50 pound dumbbell snatches. Sweet. Yeah. For 30 seconds, three rounds, <laughs> you're, you're going to die. You're, you're not going to live. Yeah. That's a lot. And again, that's only hitting that for three rounds and then you're coming back again on your second lap because it's a 45 minute workout. So 
Yeah, I learned really quickly that uh, pacing is the name of the game for sure, especially when in those long duration workouts. But my third third P, so we've got pace, push it, and again, pushing it when you feel like you can and you only push it little by little until you empty the tank, like you said, Chris. The third P is kind of like what you said, purpose. I say know your purpose, why are you doing it? Me, Mm. personally, whenever I'm in uh, a really hard CrossFit workout, uh, I usually visualize, <laughs> this is so silly and I've said it, I've said it in this podcast several times. I think I have a coach that used to be like, like two coaches actually that would bark in my ear. One was named Marissa Oliver and one's named Brandy key. And they're both like ma- maternal, uh, you know, awesome, you know, beastly mom figures in, in my life. And I just visualize them like, like yelling at me, just like, get up, get up. Even if they're calling me names, <laughs> you know? It's whatever. I visualize them doing that to me, and it literally does push me. And also, everything I do these days, I dedicate not only, you know, I try to, you know, represent, you know, Jesus as much as I can, but I also do things for my mom inadvertently. You know, if you're Mm -hmm. listening, you don't know, uh, my mom passed uh, a year ago, and hardest time in my life, but I use that as a way to continually better myself and continue to try to be someone that she would be proud of and want to see grow and flourish and, mm. you know, be, be the best. Community. So that that's and in fitness is one of the most important things in life. So that's basically where that shines is like, I think of like, what am I doing this for? You think I'm about to die. And I think, you know, I, I just, I think of my mom and it just, it gives me a little extra breath of like life. You know what I mean? Yeah, just I like to that. know, I, to know I can continue to keep crushing. So that's for me. Fine. And that's good. And everyone's got that. Find that mm-hmm. thing that causes you to do it. Well, even you if you want to find a, your why, you know, I'll, I'll interject yeah. there, but you definitely, you know, like I said earlier, you want to find your why, your purpose. Um, but definitely what's the reason you're doing this? Yeah. Like what's, you know, what's some goals that you're trying to do? You know, are you just yeah. trying what's to be motivated. better than you were yesterday? Yeah. What motivates you? Like motivation comes not from the people around you. Like you can listen to all the stuff you want to from YouTube, from motivational speeches. Like you yeah. can't always feel motivated. Being yeah. motivated too is is knowing your why, knowing what your purpose is and knowing what the reason is that you're there and doing that at the time. And it's so, that, can, that is that internal motivator that so will drive easy. you past that mental fortitude yeah. that we talked about earlier. It's so easy to get mentally defeated uh, in a long duration workout where you're like, okay, I've been doing this for like five minutes. And then you look at the clock and you realize you have another 20 left and you're already kind of, you know, falling apart. So, you know, or you get defeated before you even approach the barbell. We're like, okay, well, I'm going to scale it and cherry pick and do something else. So, you know, you got, if you can keep whatever your purpose is in your mind as you go through it, it makes that workout a lot more enjoyable and a lot more attainable. Mm. so yeah that's my uh that's my take very concise clear and uh dang it i didn't have the last c i knew you were gonna try to come with a c concise concise, (laughs) clear and uh cohesive correlated cohesive i was completely all correlated yeah it's probably i couldn't think of anything that's fair all right but yeah so anyways should we wrap this thing up i feel like we should we should the two things that we want to talk about I know. All right, all you Simba squatters and Mufasa meatheads, it's time to leave the den to face another day. Remember who the real lion of our lives is and know that there is no struggle too great or situation too savage for him to handle. 
You'll never fall prey to the enemy when you pray for your enemy. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoy our content or you're a first-time listener, feel free to subscribe or give us a follow on our Facebook or Instagram. You can find us by searching facebook.com backslash Swole Samaritans or at Swole Samaritans on the gram. If you'd like us to pray with you or have a specific prayer request, simply shoot us an email at faithfitters.pod at gmail.com. We'd be happy to assist in any way we can. If you haven't made Jesus Christ the head coach of your life, then there's never been a better time than today. God bless, and keep casting those functional fishnets. nets.